Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Wrestling with a Bear. I am your host of all hosts, Don Fun, and I'm sitting alongside my best friend, Chris Rex, and Alex, the Bear Man. And tonight, folks, we got a nice lineup. We're going to be talking about Ring of Honor. We're going to definitely talk about everything that happened this past WrestleMania weekend and Monday Night Raw. And guys, what are your thoughts going into this? I'm just excited as always, gentlemen. So let's do this. Yeah, last week we had our first live edition of Wrestling with a Bear. We did it uh, on video. You know, I think with a little tweaking, we, we can definitely make that a regular thing. It's it's a new it's a new uh, year for us and a new season for us and let's let's get the ball rolling on it. So we have we the first topic we're going to talk about is the Ring of Honor Super Card of Honor 15 event that happened uh, during WrestleMania weekend. It happened on uh that Friday. Um a few points want to bring up is that on our WrestleMania preview show we talked about what to expect from Ring of Honor and AEW being owned by Tony Khan. And the one thing we all agreed is that it should be treated as a separate brand. But based on what happened at Supercard of Honor, that doesn't seem to be what's going to be going on. Yes, it seems to be that the host of all hosts was right. You were, you were. Um, We didn't want to see the you know, cross-branding. We didn't want to see the talent, you know, being... We wanted separate rosters, you know, and... Yes, yes. The main thing we talked about was, you know, who would be debuting as the mystery uh, opponents, and we were we were thinking at least somebody from Ring of Honor's history, and it winds up being Brian Cage, who was an AEW talent. They showed us that it was going to be all elite of honor instead of Ring of Honor. And all in wrestling. We would get in a combination of both. And I don't think it's smart. You know, I think they're going to, what, have the 15, maybe 20 core Ring of Honor superstars mixed up with a whole bunch of AEW talent. You know, bringing in Samoa Joe was awesome. But having him wrestle on both shows, actually a part of both rosters and announce it to the world, I think is a big mistake. If you're going to bring back a Ring of Honor legend, alumni to, to, to call him, he should be solely in Ring of Honor. What I didn't like was that right as he debuted, as he came out, AEW put up a graphic that said Samoa Joe is all elite. Right from the get-go of debuting on Ring of Honor. And that's when it really struck me that, okay, this is the route they're going. Um, another thing was FTR winning the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championship. That just sold it right there. That that just yep. sold it right there. And we were talking about how the Briscoes have been a staple. And if you kind of want that uh, Ring of Honor loyalty, you kind of got to keep the straps on them to show, all right, exactly. we're trying to keep it Ring of Honor. And I think that's where it where it was sold, where it's like, okay, it's it's going to be, what, 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 what did you say, Bun? What's it going to be? All elite of honor. Exactly. It, it's just going to be a mix, and maybe, maybe it, it changes out in the long run. But I don't think it'll work out if, if um, you know, Samoa Joe is having two different storylines in Ring of Honor and All Elite Wrestling. It's just, it's just going to be you know too much. 
I think it's going to be too much. They should be definitely one roster each, you know. What about you, Alex? What are your thoughts on this, Bear Man? Well, uh, let me go ahead and start with Samoa Joe. Well, the whole thing about him signing with, like, officially with AEW is actually the surprising part because I figured it would be under, you know, the Ring of Honor part because when you think of Ring of Honor history, Samoa Joe is one of the names that comes to mind. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. The fact that Samoa Joe is huge in Ring of Honor, that, that's the understatement right there. I mean... I don't even know so far like how to describe it, but you know, but now we move to FTR. You know, the fact that they won the titles is actually is a surprise. But what happened after? Now that gentleman, that is something I totally did not expect. FTR basically praised the Briscoe brothers. You know, and then FTR, yeah, the handshake, okay, the handshake, the handshake and then they that. go backstage. Who came, and then who came and then you know who came out after that to attack the Briscoe brothers? The Young Bucks. And then FTR came back out and made the save. So, gentlemen, you know what this is supposedly indicating? It looks like it's going to be AEW versus Ring of Honor. We could possibly see FTR versus the Young Bucks, but what's so, what's the ironic twist about it? Who's the face? Who's the who are the heels or who are the baby faces? Hmm. Normally, we would think it's the Young Bucks as the baby faces, but in this particular scenario... Not at all. Not at all, the way the Young Bucks have been. But also, what is the point of doing that match in Ring of Honor? Right? But but again, gentlemen, what baffles me is that we see the potential of FTR versus the Young Bucks, but as the Young Bucks as the heels... But that match has happened so many times already, It you know, it's it's not interesting. The Briscoe Brothers as FTR, that was a first-time match. That that had interest. And what would be the point of building that match in Ring of Honor when both tag teams are, you know, a core core part of AEW? Like it would be no point to build that match in Ring of Honor, and it wouldn't make me interested in watching Ring of Honor if everything is going to be built around the core AEW roster. And speaking of FTR, they're actually double champions. I believe they're also the AAA Lucha Libre Tag Team Champions. They beat the the Lucha Brothers not long ago, I believe. Yep, they, they still are. They are. But I, I really do think the Briscoes should have held on to the titles. I think um, the good things that came out of it is Gresham as heavyweight champion and Yuta as pure champion. You know, that at, least, at least those titles are kept. Oh, and... um. This guy winning the the fucking TV title, right? The TV title? What what was it? Minoru Suzuki won the yes, ROH television title. There we go. And, and that that was that was the three my three highlights of the show. The three titles. We- Wheeler Yuta was also announced as all as being signed to All Elite Wrestling. Uh, like I don't even I don't even know how to respond. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't even know how to respond to that. Like. It's not what I think most people want to see. I think most people would like to see separate rosters for both companies. Let's see where they go with the next Ring of Honor event. Do you think that Ring of Honor is going to be like the developmental, wind up being a developmental for uh, AEW? Because the Nightmare Factory used to be, but that's Cody Rhodes' school. But if they if they do that, great. But again... AEW wrestlers should only be there sporadically. 
sporadically. Just like on NXT, really. Dolph Ziggler, you know, here and there, they bring in somebody. You know, that would have to how it would be if they, if they want to do that. I just don't think having half the roster Ring of Honor guys, half the roster AEW guys, and then, you know, bringing in the new independent wrestlers. That AEW core needs to stay on AEW for, for this Ring of Honor to take off and be two separate entities. Uh, unless he doesn't want two separate entities. Who knows just what the hell Tony Khan is planning? We, we don't know anything about t- Tony Khan's planning. Exactly. What if he doesn't even? What if he doesn't want them to be two separate entities? He doesn't want to somehow join them, merge them, but keep them with their names. I, and I guess with that, we just have to wait and see. Really, but I, I hope, I hope it works out. I really do. I hope it's not something that like with when Vince did ECW that lasted lasted a year or two years barely and then died. I don't want that to happen with Ring of Honor. That that would be horrible. And then he's talking all this shit about WCW. And then if if it happens to him, that's just going to be funny as shit. That's going to just be funny as shit if it happens to him. Oh, Ted Turner can't book wrestling the way I can. That's why WCW closed. Let's see what you do to Ring of Honor. I was just about to bring that up. That it's kind of like when Vince bought out WCW and ECW. And now it's like, okay, what are you going to do with it? And like you said, they wound up bringing back ECW in 2006, and it went nowhere. Because I feel not even not even the money would be able to keep it open if it, if it really tanked. Look, I'll be honest with you, gentlemen. My knowledge with Ring of Honor is nowhere near as high as you guys. I mean, I know some of it. I've, I've seen watches going back to CM Punk from, you know, 2002 to 2005. But putting Ring of Honor as developmental, my gut feeling tells me that hurts Ring of Honor's history and reputation because going from that to being a developmental I, I thingy, agree. You, you see, that's why, you know, putting a journalism perspective, but based on some knowledge wrestling that I have, what I've learned from you guys and what I have seen, I mean, again, I don't know as much as you guys do, but I know something, but Ring of Honor has pride. It does have history because a lot of wrestlers that I've met, they love Ring of Honor, especially the ones who are well more educated and experienced than I am. So based on what I've heard, Ring of Honor being relegated to a developmental territory is not good for business, okay? It is not. No, yep, you're right. And honestly, I, I think Justified, uh, when I say your pick is Justified, Justified's not the right word. I, I, I mean, I, all I could say is you stand corrected because Justified would be, would be meaning a good thing, but based on what I heard from you gentlemen, it's, you know, you, you, there's some doubts, but honestly, at the end of the day, all we, we could wait and see because again... We have absolutely no idea what in the hell Tony Khan has up his sleeve. He always has a surprise, <laughs> whether it's good or bad. Yeah, th- th- I think this surprise is going to end up being bad. I think in the long run, it's not going to work out the way we want it to work out. Let me, let me put it like that, the way we want it to work out. We don't know how he wants it to work out. We don't know what his plans are. But I feel... It's not going to go the way we want it to go. We should expect it to go. And I think that's going to be the downfall of this. It should be Ring of Honor. If if that happens, guys, you know what? We, we're not going to say Vince McMahon beat AEW. AEW beat itself, destroyed itself. Like, it, as, as, as the heel Mr. McMahon would say, just for the record, Tony Khan screwed Tony Khan. 
no, nothing's going to happen to AEW. It's just going to be Ring of Honor is going to go up in smoke. I don't think anything yet. He's going to put all this money into Ring of Honor, but everybody watching Ring of Honor is going to see the same shit they're seeing on AEW with a handful of different wrestlers. And it, it's it's not going to be, you know, it's not going to be cool after a while. It's not going to be cool when you, when you turn on Ring of Honor and you see FTR versus the Young Bucks. <laughs> all right? That, it, it, it's not going to be cool you turn on Ring of Honor and you see Samoa Joe versus Jay Lethal. It's like, you know, you got to keep, keep them on one show and that's it. If you're going to have like that, Jay Lethal should be in Ring of Honor. Brian Danielson maybe should be in Ring of Honor. CM Punk. You know, put some of the core Ring of Honor names from back in the day in and only in Ring of Honor. That would be dope. That would fucking be exciting to watch. Well said, well said, John. Well said, sir. All right, AEW has a large enough roster to fill those gaps if they were to send those names over to to Ring of Honor. Well, speaking of excited, I don't know about you guys, but I was pretty excited for the WrestleMania. Uh, We're going to review Night 1 and Night 2 right now. Starting with Night 1, we have The Usos, Versus Shinsuke Nakamura and Rick Boogs. The Usos won by pinfall and retained the WWE SmackDown Tag Team Championships. I heard they, that the uh, the finish was changed because Rick Boogs injured himself. Yeah, the that's what I heard. Because I thought at first the injury was story related. But the injury actually appeared to be legitimate. Yeah, I saw it right away. Right away. When, when he went down, when he went down... I said that wasn't supposed to happen. This was supposed to be a spot to show his strength, and he got hurt. I said that wasn't supposed to. That was not supposed to happen at all. Right, right away when he went down, I said his leg buckled, and I was like, "Damn, man, he he does so much work on his leg, and that's the fucking part that gets injured. That just that's fucking heartbreaking. It, it, it is. Really it, is. It's scary to see. I mean, it these really injuries is. are scary to see, guys. It is, it is, and they can happen in the blink of an eye. Like, look at that guy. Look at the condition, the shape Rick Boogs is in. Nothing but working out, nothing but eating right. He does everything right, and all he did was pick up two average average weight men on his shoulders, something he probably fucking lifts, no problem. You know, 400, 450, he probably lifts that, no problem. He probably benches that, no problem. And he just puts that on his shoulders and his leg gives out. It could be any little thing. It could be a little sweat on the canvas. It could be when he got, when uh, Uso jumped on him. You know, it was like if he moved to the side just slightly that, a bit and it when threw I him think off. It happened. When the second Uso went on top is when I think it happened. Exactly then. I don't think it was the weight. I think it was just, it kind of threw him off a little bit. And like Pun said, the slightest little thing. Can 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 uh, mispositioning can can just fuck you up. Like I've been there at training where I tore my ACL, MCL, and PCL training practicing springboards because I wound up landing on my feet and there was a sweat spot that I landed in and I slipped right on it and that was it. I knew it. I felt it. I said, "Oh, this ain't this ain't right." 
my elbow injury, man. I, I was wrestling, I was wrestling a guy three times my size, right? The the the, the plan the plan was for him to launch me into the audience, into the front row, kind of like Bam Bam Bigelow and Spike Dudley. All right, he was supposed to throw me into the front row, which wasn't that much that that far of a gap from from the ring. So he picks me up, Ultimate Warrior style, you know, lifts me up straight in the air, walks very slowly to the rope, and, and just like drops me to the concrete floor. And and I, I fell straight to the floor. I used my arm to protect my face, and I broke my elbow in three places. Oh, and I actually found out I fractured my wrist also then, because you know I've been I've been going to the doctor for my wrist problems. Not really go off topic, but I had an old fractured wrist that healed on its own, and because of how much pain my elbow was in, it was just never noticed that I broke my wrist also. Because I had just used my arm to protect my face as I went down to the concrete floor and uh, broke the elbow and fractured the wrist. I just found that out when I was going to the doctor. But yeah, injuries happen just like that, and I hope Rick Boogs recovers quickly and you know I, I hope i hope it's not a long a long you know recovery time our next match is uh <laughs> we we predicted this one drew mcintyre defeats happy corbin by pinfall uh i was not interested in that match really i <laughs> we all knew what was going to happen i don't know why they tried to use this match to build mcintyre they had him be the first person to kick out end of days, like pretty much almost a squash victory, almost. You know, Corbin did have some offense, but you know, it was it was a, a build McIntyre as you know the first contender for Roman Reigns, but it was just a boring match. It wasn't anything interesting. I think if they wanted to to give McIntyre a high profile match, could have done something better than that. I'm actually surprised I was able to make it through it. Two years ago, he won the belt at WrestleMania. Last year, he was the first match to get, perform in front of a live crowd. And, and then this year, he's wrestling Happy Corbin. That's a crazy three years. That's a crazy three years. That really is. And I don't know. It is planned that he's the first opponent. So they are pushing him to the, right to the main event. So maybe this was, you know, just, you know, take a, take a break, McIntyre. This 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 WrestleMania match is, is is just to to let your body relax leading up into your main event push in, with Roman. Maybe that's what this was. Maybe this was you know a, a chill time for McIntyre because it has already been announced on on TV. It, they they announced a live event where it's Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. I saw it. I saw it on a Raw or SmackDown. I saw it on something. I don't know what, but I saw it on something. Where they already announced a, a live event in May. I re- I know I've seen that. I don't know if any of you spotted that on a commercial break, but I did. We have The Miz and Logan Paul defeating Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio. Uh, I, for off the bat, I, I, I'm not a fan of Logan Paul at all. Like, I just don't like him as a person. Um, he kind of did surprise me, though. He surprised me in this match. I was going to say, I agree. I don't like him. He did fucking good towards the end of the match. He, he he did really well. That means he was actually training. 
they did an interview after the match, um, you know, on some uh, website. And he's, he said, like, yo, like, no, the training, he's like, that, that shit hurts. He goes, don't say wrestling's fake. Like, and he was putting it over. So I kind of have some respect for him on that front. You know, that he was, he was like, yo, you know, it, these guys, what they do isn't easy. Vince told him your future is here. Also after the match. That's that's what I what I read also. I think in that article, because I read that article you're talking about, I think in that article, he says that Vince told him his future is here. And yeah, as a person, he sucks. But if he's training like that, and for, you know, his first match, he wasn't half bad, where can he go? Since he is taking it seriously, he is defending the sport, you know, he can, he can, you know, get really good. There's respect yeah. there on, on a professional yeah. front, you know? The fact that he respects it, you know, is already something. The fact that, you know, he might have a future after all. He respects it. He takes it seriously. And he actually moved pretty well. And it seems like he's got a storyline ready with The Miz because The Miz turned on him at the end of the I, match. Never in a million years, gentlemen, would I have ever expected that to happen. As soon as I saw The Miz turn his head slowly and give that look, I was like, uh Oh, and then boom, skull crushing, skull crushing finale. So there must already be talks with Logan Paul wrestling, some, maybe SummerSlam or something, with against the Miz. If they did that, there's got to be something going on. Because why do that? Why? There, there, there has to be a why to that. I don't think it's just like you know. All right, we're gonna skull crushing finale, Logan Paul out of the WWE. No, no, I think there's, I think there's gonna be and there's gonna be something because on the pre-show they had his brother on, and his brother was like was pretty much saying like like he he's ready to get into it, so that it it definitely leaves questions. Like we said on a personal level, no, I don't like the guy. Like from what I wasn't see Jake of him, Paul running his mouth on the pre-show too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jake was running his mouth on the pre-show, so. I would have seen some crazy shit happen with them. You know, Vince, Vince Vince is all about the money. He don't care. He don't care if you're an asshole, if, if you're a jerk, whatever your, your public persona is. He does not care. If you're going to bring him money, he's going to book you. And if you're going to take it seriously and actually train, Vince is, Vince is going to see those dollar signs rolling in his eyeballs. Yeah, because you already have your. He's got already got his own fan base. He's already yeah. got his own following. He's gonna bring that to WWE. Now more people are gonna be like, "Oh, this WWE stuff's cool because Jake and Logan Paul do it." Yep, and all Vince is gonna see is dollars. When you think about it, it's no different than bringing in Mike Tyson for WrestleMania 14. It's okay. Let's get more eyes on WrestleMania by bringing in. That's what people yep. don't understand. Cindy Lauper, you know, Donald Trump. That's what people here. don't understand about, about the, the business. And a lot and it's sad that a lot of wrestlers don't understand it. The celebrities, oh yeah, to put the celebrity on WrestleMania. Yeah. On as a wrestler, I kind of feel that way, but then I think of it, it's a business that's gonna bring more eyes on wrestling. Not just WWE, on wrestling. Because then people are gonna find more ways to find watch wrestling because they're like, okay, I like Jake and Logan Paul, just like I like Mike Tyson. Okay, let me see what this is all about. Now I'm watching weekly. What else is out there? If you go back, if you go back to every time Vince brought in a celebrity, 
is always at the peak of their fame. Mr. T, Cindy Lauper, Donald Trump was on The Apprentice, Mike Tyson, all right, had just bit off Holyfield's ear. All right, every time he, he, he brought in a celebrity, it was when he knew they were going to bring in lots of money to WWE. I mean, Snooki in 2011, Snooki on, on the rise of Jersey Shore. Yeah, when she was at the top of her fame, he was using her. All right. I mean, he knows what he is doing. He is a businessman, an entrepreneur for a reason. He he hasn't been doing this since he was in his 20s for no reason. I mean, he is fucking smart. He is smart. Even Cain Velasquez came in for that one match with Brock Lesnar. You know how much money Vince probably made off of that one match? That one fucking match. Even though it was horrible, but do you know how much money he probably made off of that? And that, that goes also goes with the Saudi Arabia shows. Think about it from an independent wrestling point of view. If you're a promoter and some country said, hey, I'm going to pay you X million dollars for you to run a show out here, are you not going to jump on that? Hell yeah, you are. But because it's Vince McMahon, everyone's like, oh no, he's the devil. Devil. Devil man. <laughs> nope. Yep. He is an intelligent man. That's what he is. He knows how to make money and when to fucking use a certain celebrity to make the I mean, most He made money. pro wrestling global because when he took over, it was territorial slash regional. WWE was the WWWF, and it was basically the New York, New Jersey territory. He made it global. I still don't consider it going global until the Attitude Era. Nah. Yeah, it's it the was, 80s, bro? Hulkamania, bro? What? WrestleMania, I mean... Uh, WrestleMania 92? Yeah. I mean, I mean, but SummerSlam 92 in the UK? It, it still wasn't... It wasn't like it, it was as the 90s came around. Yes, you could say they were watching WWE globally. But were they talking about WWE really globally? Yeah, 100% they were. They, were. they had tours all over the world. Uh, all right. All right. I think it started more in the 90s, but I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. All right. I mean, they even, had, they even had a tour in India and, and where, where Bret Hart told the story about how Yokozuna crapped himself during a match. Oh, everybody knows that story, yep. Well, back to WrestleMania. In the next match, we had a new Raw Women's Champion. Bianca Belair defeats Becky Lynch, gets her revenge from SummerSlam. Um, I enjoyed this match. It was one of one of the good matches, better matches of um, night one. It was really good. Told the story. You see the difference in Belair when she won the title at thirty eight compared to when she won it at thirty seven. You can see the difference and the emotion in her face. It it was like when she won the first time. It's like oh, I I earned this. I finally got this. And then this year it was like I'm that bitch. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. And it told the story. The whole, the whole rivalry told a story, but that match was very well told by both of them. 100%. And I hope Bianca keeps the belt longer. You know, has a nice run with it. Yeah, Becky Lynch now needs to, you know, really fight to get it back. I don't want to see her just getting it back at SummerSlam. And I think that'll be good for Becky. You know, it'll it'll be like the first time she's not, you know, on top. You know, they cut her hair, they kind of stripped her down, and and like now it's like she lost everything. Yeah, I would love to see yep. that side of Becky. 
not the confidence, yes. but now it's she's losing a bit of self confidence. How is she going to get back on top now? So similar to like when Bailey first went here, S- similar to that, but be- the Becky Lynch way, you know, I got you. Different, a, a bit of a different perspective, and you know, it's about seeing something new, and you know, that's exciting. So we'll see. Yep, I, w- I want to see her fight for it. That would be dope. Like work your way to the top. You fall down, you get back up. And our next match, we had the match everyone was talking about. Seth freaking Rollins versus the mystery opponent who wound up being, what I was wrong, it wound up being Cody Rhodes. <laughs> I, I, I was pretty good with my predictions this year, and that it just, it just went south right there. <laughs> I mean, I got the prediction right, but I said on the other show with, with my boy Ricky, it's either going to be Cody or it's going to be Bray Wyatt. But I, my gut feeling said it was going to be Cody, so, and it was. I mean, as soon as we saw, we heard the quote. Once, once his music hit and said that wrestling has more than one royal family, that that I was like, oh shit, they, he's coming with his own fucking gimmick that he owns, with his logos that he owns. All right, this is pretty cool. The one thing I noticed though, Vince McMahon was supposed to bring him out and announce him. If you remember, that's I what he told that. Rollins. It's gonna... Oh, yeah. No, he told Rollins, you, you, you won't know your opponent until you're in the ring. That's all he told Rollins. He said it'll be an opponent of my choosing, and you'll find yeah, out when you're in the ring. So I was thinking Vince was actually going to introduce him. Oh, no, I wasn't. I wasn't. Uh, it, to me, it sounded like, Rollins, you'll go out there, and you'll, you'll, you'll see who I pick. That, that's the way I took it. It, it, it was a, a great match. Nice. Uh, the, crowd was, the crowd went nuts. I went, I went nuts, guys. I went so nuts, my mom had to actually literally say, calm down. Even my brother had to fucking tell me to calm down. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure. I'm sure the bear man was tearing down the wall. But, but guys, you know, in the situation that Cody is with his contract, yeah, obviously he, he, he retains full ownership of his gimmick. I mean, he's in complete control. So that's good because, you know, the fact that he, he came out to that music, that to his, you know, theme music that we saw in AEW... So we know the fact that he's in control of everything. Like you know what that he's says? in control. That's the bottom line. You know what it says? Him using everything that he owns just shows that he won Vince over while he was away. Point blank. Big time. He won Vince. And over. guys, you know, you know what the blessing of this match was. You know what was the ultimate blessing to me? The fact that Cody Rhodes performed, and I don't even know why I never even spoke about this on this show or on the other show with Ricky, the fact that Cody performed the bionic elbow and the way he performed it, now that gentleman was magical. Yep, that was great. You know, he did a tribute to his father. Uh, Didn't he also do uh, one of um, his brother's moves? Didn't he do the drop-down thrust to Seth Rollins? Yeah, he did, yeah. And he did this the Stardust cartwheel, which drove everyone crazy. And they don't understand, like, I think he did it as a way of saying it's over. It's yes, over, he like, was it's the last you'll see of it. He was telling a story of his family. That's what he did yeah. in that match, also. A hundred percent. It was a, an amazing match. And Cody picks up the win. So he debuts at WrestleMania, picks up the win. Uh, so far, it's looking like he's, he's at the top. You know, he, he established himself as a main event star while he was away. And like you said, he won Vince over. Now let's see if he can regain that glory in WWE and do what he said he wants to do and win the belt. 
And honestly, and, and speaking of the cartwheel and everything, like when you say it's over, I, I think he proved the point. Like you're gonna see the Cody that you want. That, that you know, you're, you're gonna see that Cody. You're not gonna see like any of that shit you've seen before. <laughs> and I think he made that crystal clear. In our pre-main event for night one, we have Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, Charlotte Flair defeated her by pinfall. I'm happy Charlotte Flair went over because it's like you. It's like we were talking about. Ronda needs to earn it. Ronda needs to two chase. Two different storylines, two different people doing pretty much the same thing, but it, it needs to be done. They just can't be handed these belts every couple of months. It's like we were saying on the last episode. We wanna, we wanna like Ronda. If you're gonna shove her down our throats, we're not gonna like. The one her. thing I didn't like about the match was probably the finish. I. But other than that, the match was good. And we need longer title reigns. I think that's uh, a way to make titles more legitimate. They actually need to be defended, though, unlike the Intercontinental title. All right. They, they, they need to be longer title reigns and need to be felt more legitimate. You know, having the title bounce from superstar to superstar to superstar, it's kind of ridiculous. Like, I feel they just did with the women's NXT title. I thought that was the dumbest thing that they just did. Well, the only thing I really don't like about what they did on NXT is the quick title changes. On Saturday, Toxic Attraction lost the tag titles, and they won it back on Tuesday. It made no sense to me. Why form Raquel and Dakota four days before the event? Because they just came back together Tuesday. They fight the champions on Saturday. They win the titles, and then lose the titles back on Tuesday. That seven days with the women's NXT tag titles, to me, makes no sense. And that, that's the thing, like, you know, I, we don't need, we don't need those quick title changes because that's going to make both women's titles on Raw and SmackDown seem very, like, less legitimate. If you just bounce them around between these four, you know, Bianca and Becky, Bianca and Becky, Charlotte Ronda, Charlotte Ronda, it's going to get boring, it's going to get the, the, the same old shit feeling. And it's, it's not going to mean anything. Our main event, main probably event. the biggest pop Stupendous. of the night next to Cody Rhodes. Stone Cold Steve Austin and Kevin Owens, the KO show, which, like we said, turned into a match. And I'm happy it was a match. Stone Cold was out there taking bumps in the crowd, on the mat. Like, it's everything I wanted to see. Yep. It I'm is. so happy they did it. It's everything it we, everything, match. everything we asked for last week on the show, we actually got for this match, and I couldn't have asked for anything more. It was stupendous, but also, like I said, night one had a lot of the good, 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 and night two was more mediocre. There was only like two, three things to look forward to in night two, which we're gonna get into in a couple of minutes. But ending night one. But that was stupendous. That that was awesome. Awesome. And and it shows that Austin Austin like he didn't come in and, and, and just, you know Do it for the money. He didn't do it for the money. He did it for the love of this fucking business. And you can see it from the start to the finish. He d- does it for the business. To take those bumps on the concrete at 57 years old, man, I, I ain't going to be doing it at 47 years old. 
for him years old, let's fucking go, man. More fucking power to him. With all the injuries that he had, let's go. I got to give it to him. I'm glad he got his last moment. He got to end his career where he started his career. And he got to end it on his own, uh, uh, how yep, he wanted. It was, it was great. It was great. And then that brought us into night two of the most stupendous WrestleMania ever. Yes, night two. We had opened up with RK Bro versus the Street Profits versus Alpha Academy for the Raw Tag Team Championships. I still say the only thing I didn't like was that they threw Alpha Academy into the match. Um, I I would have rather seen the Street Profits versus RK, RK Bro just straight up them. But it was a good match. I enjoyed it. I think it was a nice opener. I it do. was. I mean, Riddle's RKO, uh, I, I definitely loved that. <laughs> yep, yep. It was one of the matches I was looking forward to on the card. One of the three matches I was looking forward to on the card. Yeah, it was and it was an amazing finish. Uh, again, a great way to open the open the show, pop the crowd, get get the crowd excited for the next match because that that's how a card should be. It, you start off with a match to get the crowd excited, and then you build. It's a roller coaster ride. Then you got to drop them down, calm the crowd down a little bit, and then bring them back up before the main event. You know, it, it's and I feel that's that's what WWE is good at. A lot of fans just want. Rush, 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 like big match, big match, big match, big match, big match. You, you can't do, you can't do but that. But I, I think night two, night two was a lot of, you know, calmness. I do. Match two, wasn't that Lashley and Omos? Yeah, Lashley and Omos was the next match in which Lashley got the, got the win on Omos, defeating Omos, the first person to defeat Omos. Yep, which I did. I didn't think they should have done. The way the match went, you know, it, it starts off with Omos literally throwing Bobby, Bobby Lashley around, and then it, and then it changes. It's, it's like Lashley's the hero being overwhelmed, but he overcomes the odds, and then boom, I mean. I think it just defeated his whole push. I think the match was better than I expected it to be. It was. To, legitimate, to legitimize his push, he should have won this match. He's been beating nobodies, you know, mid-carders. Enhancement wrestlers, whatever you want to call them, his whole push since he broke away from AJ Styles. AJ Styles was the first big name, you know, and then he's wrestling all these mid carders Reggie, Shanky, um, Apollo Crews, and his guys. Commander Aziz. Commander Aziz. There we go. All right, he's been fighting all these mid carders since beating AJ Styles. So, Bobby Lashley was the one that should have, you know, legitimized his push, his rise. I think it was pointless to have him lose and then on Monday have MVP turn on Lashley and join Omos. That should have happened at WrestleMania. That should have happened at WrestleMania. Omos should have got the win because of MVP turning on Bobby Lashley. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll talk about what happens on Raw a little bit later. Uh, but I do agree they should have gave Omos the, Omos the win. But I don't think the win should have been over Bobby Lashley. I think they should have built that. that. That's something that could have had money. They could have built that and kind of gave him someone, not not a job or anything, not someone like Midcar, but someone in between that would give him kind of the big win without having to sacrifice Bobby Lashley either. You know what I mean? 
you could save that match to build that match. Omos versus Bobby Lashley. Continue the streak. And then have him go against Bobby Lashley. No, I feel I feel if it was done that way at WrestleMania, it doesn't take anything away from Lashley. Because it was he lost because of MVP, but Omos kept his undefeated streak. I mean I mean it's WrestleMania. What other money show is there? I just feel they could have saved that. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. They could have made that money match, a money match. How long was the build? You know what I mean? That's a match they could have built on. The build was three weeks. The build was three weeks. <laughs> Two weeks. <laughs> they could have built that up for a few months. You know what I mean? And made that a money match. Yes, that's the thing. They had him, they had him beating people that he, he's supposed to beat. Put him against these established superstars, main eventers. You know, that's what they should have been doing every week. That's 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 what I'm saying. You could have done that at WrestleMania and then built Bobby Lashley versus almost for SummerSlam. Our next match, we had Johnny Knoxville versus Sami Zayn in an Anything Goes match. It turned out being an episode of Jackass, pretty much. It turned out being Sami Zayn's favorite match ever of his career. And, and that's crazy to think. You know, Sami Zayn just said that that was his favorite match he's ever done. And, you know, that, that says a lot about Johnny Knoxville and, the, and what he brought to WrestleMania, you know. He's another celebrity that took it seriously. Uh, growing up a fan of Jackass and watching Jackass, I enjoyed watching this match yeah. because it was, it, I knew, yeah. you know, Chris Pontius, Party Boy, and uh, Wee Man seeing Wee Man. I loved it. I loved it. So, for me, I, yeah. I enjoyed it. It was everything I expected to see. I, I did. And I, I like that Sami Zayn took the loss. You know, it shows his character, too. He wasn't afraid to lose. He wasn't. He wasn't pulling no ego. It's I'm like, I'm losing no celebrity. Now Johnny Knoxville it's brought business. more eyes onto WWE. It's all yep. over the news. And, it's all over and media. WWE brought more eyes, and WWE brought more eyes on Jack Jackass. Yeah, exactly. It's cross promotion. Exactly. And Sami Zayn, I'm sure you know, earned a large paycheck for this. But honestly, guys, okay, now we saw this, but look, I think now I really want to start seeing Sami Zayn be pushed as a serious guy now. I mean, okay, maybe I'm maybe I'm biased, gentlemen, because I'm a, I'm a fan of Sami Zayn. I mean, he and I have something important in common. We're both of Syrian descent, so. No, we we, we, we have been fans of him since he, he was El Generico. You know, we, 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 we know, but I think he's content with how his career is going. Yeah, if he's, in, if he's content with where he's, he's at. He's having and... fun. He's enjoying himself. He's doing things that were different than, you know, when he was under the mask. You know, he, it's, it's completely different for him. It's a, it's a whole new thing. You know, he's been in WWE, what now? Maybe close to 10 years, maybe more. Since 2013. You know? I'm yeah, sure if he wanted to leave, he could. He, he. He had plenty of time to. You, yeah, know, you know, I think he's just enjoying what he's doing. He's making money. He's saving money. You know, he, he doesn't want, need or want to be the top guy, I think. I think that's how it is. Yeah, you know, he gets his pushes. He gets the IC title. I, I love this, his, his character that he's been playing the past year, two years, three years. I love this character. You know, it's fun to watch. It is. And I think he's just, he's enjoying what he's doing. You know, you need your mid-carders, and he understands the business. You need your mid-carders, you need your lower-carders, you need all of that. And if you got to do it, you know, you do it. Everybody can't be the main event guy. Everybody can't be number one. If, if, if that's how it was, 
this is a mentality you I think everybody needs to have is you can't be the top guy. Not everyone can be the top guy, but everyone can work like the top guy. And, and I think that's what's important. You can't, you may not be able to be the top guy, but you can still put on the same effort as a top guy. You know what I mean? That I think that I, that's a good mentality to have. If you're on, if you're on the lower card, mid card, still work like you're the top yeah. guy. Yeah, I mean, I, I get, I get. Because at the end of the day, it, it's it's a character you're playing, it's a story you're playing. You know, it's it, it, what what should matter is that you know you're putting in the best effort. You know, and people and and people are seeing that best effort. You're doing your job. Exactly, and, and guys, look, I'm really sorry. It's just like I said with Sami Zayn again. There's the the Syrian descent connection, and I've been a huge fan of his. So, I mean, you guys are right. I, I it's, it's just I, I guess because the fact that with that connection, obviously, I wanted to see him be pushed as a serious worker, whether he was a heel or a face. But you're right. I mean, he if he's happy, then I guess I should be happy, right? You need to understand in the business, you you need superstars on every level, whether they can be a main event superstar whether they used to be a main event superstar, they understand how the business works. Everybody can't be number one at all times. So you got to be a mid-carder sometimes, you know? And some people are content with being a mid-carder their whole career. Some people are content with being in a tag team their whole career. You know, it's just how the business works. I mean, it's not too late. I mean, that is, Sami Zayn could still have a push in the future. He's, he's doing fine. As long as he stays healthy, you know, he should be fine. Our next match, we had Sasha Banks and Naomi defeating Carmella and Queen Zelina, Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley, and Natalia and Shayna Baszler in a fatal four-way tag match for the Women's Tag Team Championship. Um, I'm, I'm happy that uh, Sasha and uh, Naomi went over. I think leading up to it, it was pretty obvious they were going over. I think it was a good effort by all women. Uh, it was a great match to watch. It was a match that I was looking forward to watching, too. It was a great match to watch. It's just, you know, it wasn't one of the matches with that um, you know. I was like, yeah, I like this match. This is a good match. You know, it's not like women's wrestling isn't like how it was 15 years ago. <laughs> That's for sure. So, like, to see that they're actually out there going harder than the guys. Hell yeah, bro. Uh, what did you What did you think of the match, Bear Man? I loved it. I loved it actually. It, 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 like I said, the highlight for me was seeing Sasha Banks and Naomi get over as a team. I mean, they're a fantastic dynamic duo. So, you know, I liked it. And, and as far as, as as far as Liv Morgan and Rhea Ripley, I mean, I did say this. Uh, I don't know if I remember if I said it on this show, but on the other one with Ricky, I said if if the belts were on them, I get it. It would not pissed me off but as you mentioned there's been some you know miscommunication and you we, we kind of know when that happens in a tag team we kind of sense what's going to happen but but i think the match actually went the way it went i mean carmella did her thing you know put on that mask you know <laughs> and of course Corey graves you know with that thing so you know it, it, nothing to me happened that i didn't really expect i was caught a little bit by surprise but again the when the element of surprise just comes in and then it turns out to be positive it's like you know that's what it's all about at, at that point it made sense for Sasha and Naomi to win the belts, they made the mo- they made the most sense. They made the most sense. Our next match, we had uh, Edge versus AJ Styles. Edge is w- doing this new character. It's a little bit darker. He's finding this new version of himself that he should have been all along. 
And I think AJ Styles is, is a great opponent for Edge. And there was a nice little surprise in the match with Damian Priest came out and distracted uh, AJ Styles, allowing Edge to pick up the win. I, I also wanted to talk about, uh, I think Edge's gear was a nod to Undertaker. I think that was a tribute to Undertaker, if I'm not mistaken. No, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. But I love the whole entrance. Kind of reminded me of the Brood. Yep, definitely. It was it was a combination of the both, the Undertaker and the Brood together. The Ministry of Darkness, Undertaker. I think this was a, a no pun intended, phenomenal match between the two. <laughs> <laughs> Stupendous. <laughs> Stupendous. So there you go. That's the best way to describe it. And this it. is one of the matches I was looking forward to. And like I said, it's it's a it's a new branch to the Edge character. You know, all the years of Edge, all the all the transformations that Edge has been through, and this is going to be a new side of him, leading a new serious stable. It's going to be interesting to see. And that's the thing that keeps a character or a wrestler in the game longer. And that's what kept Undertaker around so long as he was able to change his character and adapt with times and not do the same old shit. Edge is doing that. When you were able to reinvent yourself, you're able to keep, you know, keep, keep it interesting and keep yourself in the game. Randy Orton has done it how many times? You know, he, it's, you got to keep changing, keep adapting. That's the only way you don't get stale. Although I have to admit, I, I do miss the Legend Killer persona. The thing is, the Legend Killer persona was good at the time and the, and the uh, status he was in at the time. You know, um, he was young. It made sense. Now it's like he is a legend, so... But yeah, you know, you're right. I'm glad you brought it like that. He, he was young. He was he, cocky. You know, he, he comes to the breaks in the business, achieves success just like that. He was... One point, the youngest world heavyweight champion ever. So it made sense then. So of course, the change came at the right time. There you go. So so basically, the proof is in the pitting. We've seen it. Our next match is Sheamus and Rich Holland versus the New Day. I was surprised they gave Sheamus and Rich Holland the win. I can't believe I, I can't believe it was a squash. I was shocked. I be, can't I, I can't mean, believe it was a squash. Right. That that's the biggest shocker right there. The fact that it was a squash. Yeah, like I, I, I thought it was gonna be like Pun was talking about, where they were gonna like kind of punish them for it, you know, and they weren't gonna get the win at fucking WrestleMania over the New Day, but hey, it went the complete opposite way we were thinking. Yep, it was a squash of the New Day, and I, I did not expect that. Up oh, next match, Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory. Which I've been a fan of Pat McAfee's uh, wrestling. I have no problem seeing him wrestle on a card. Fuck the whole celebrity thing. Um, he's with WWE now. Ever since his Adam match with Adam Cole, when he changed my mind there, then I was like, okay, again, respect for this guy. This match is pretty good for by the two. Oh, I loved the match. It was really good. I didn't expect it to be as good as it was. Like I said, it wasn't one of the matches I was looking forward to originally. The three I was looking forward to was the Orton Riddle match, the Edge match, and the main event. But this match, I, I love this match. This match was great. It was. Really- I was I I was surprised that Austin Theory got the L on his first WrestleMania though. Yeah. Seeing that what they're doing with him, I think Pat McAfee may be wrestling more eventually. It might not be right away. I, like I think Corey Graves is going to start wrestling again soon. 
All right, I, I see. I see a lot of people you, you don't expect to be wrestling, but I see a lot of people coming out of the woodwork to start wrestling a lot more. And Logan Paul is one of those. The only reason Corey Grave hasn't wrestled is because of the neck, injury, neck injury he, yeah. he had. But now with everybody coming back from neck injuries, that could open up the possibility of him wrestling. I heard he's cleared. I heard he's he got cleared. I read somewhere that Corey Graves is cleared to wrestle. And that brings up, if all these people are being cleared, what about Paige? She's been out for so long. It does depend on how bad her neck is, because Austin never got cleared. You know, Austin did this match, but it was never said that he's cleared to wrestle. It was never announced, really, that, you know, he has all doctor medical clearance, but he's Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's going to wrestle if he wants to wrestle. Well... Maybe he was cleared. He just, I guess, for personal reasons, he he asked to keep it quiet. I, I don't know. It it really does depend on how serious the neck injury is. Yeah. Like Big E, it looks like he can't wrestle no more. Well, look at Edge. Yeah. And then look at that. He's cleared. He's cleared. So look at wasn't that no Daniel Bryan wasn't a neck injury. His was concussion. Yeah, it was. Daniel Bryan was a neck injury. It wasn't concussion. No, it was neck injury. I mean, yeah. Concussions did did actually have a reason, but it was mainly the neck injury. And that just shows the the advances in medical fucking technology. Because when it's fucking thought that these people can never ever ever wrestle again, and then all of a sudden there's things that can that can get them back in the ring and take these kind of bumps again. That just shows the advances in technology from when people were getting hurt in the '90s and early 2000s. To where we are now in almost the mid twenty twenties. Yeah, well, Pat McAfee got the win over Austin Theory, which was not uh, favored by uh, Mister McMahon. So we seen for the first time in in, in quite a few years, Mister McMahon wrestling. Oh, I wouldn't say wrestling, but <laughs> being on the card. In but it was a match. It was a match, Vince McMahon versus Pat McAfee. <laughs> it was a match. And I got to say, it was, fun, it was fun to watch, you know. It was, just to see Vince doing, doing it. You know, he loves his business, too. And he wasn't, he wasn't out there for more than, what, five minutes? People were at... I read, I read like, like people were acting like he was taken away from the card. He didn't take nothing. It's away fucking from the card. Vince McMahon. He built the uh, card. What are you talking? <laughs> exactly, uh, and and it was awesome to watch, man. It was, and then Austin coming, Austin coming out, you know, saving the day. Pat McAfee taking the awesome stunner. Vince McMahon taking the shittiest stunner ever. <laughs> we thought, we thought the one he took back in the day was horrible. But this damn, topped it. Twenty years later, damn, it topped that horrible, it. <laughs> that 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 he took was disgusting. <laughs> the fact that even even though he's a senior citizen, that he was willing to take a stutter. <laughs> he's a senior citizen, but you see how fucking jacked he is, right? It's not, but it's not hard to fall on your knees if you can't take <laughs> a spectacular bump. Just fall. Well, he never, he never took, he never took the That's stunner, it. right? Okay, there was never a time where I saw Mr. He McMahon sell the stunner the right. way we would like it to. What if that's just his gimmick? You know, like he just never Maybe takes the stunner, right? Gimmick, right? I was just, yo, that's why we're best <laughs> friends, bro. What if that was just his gimmick all along? Was taking the stunner in all those fucked up positions? Maybe. 
I mean, the fact is, we were able to we were able to be kids again. The fact that we saw Mr. McMahon get stunned by Stone Cold Steve Austin, part of me, I felt like a kid again. It was. Look how jacked he is. Look at that power walk he did to the ring. It's not like he can't move. He can he move. Can I move. never doubted that. He's an old man. He's a senior citizen. He can but move. He can move. He still works out. He still does his thing. So maybe, 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 Chris. That was part of his gimmick all along, all along, from the first stunner, all along, it was part of the gimmick. You know, I cannot take a stunner the right way. <laughs> I mean, I would have, just funny, shares a beer with Mr. McMahon, and we all know what was going to happen. I thought Vince himself, even the character would have known, no, I'm going to get stunned. Why would Austin trust me now after all these fucking years? And I think that was a great segment to lead into the main event. We got the people hype on their feet, ready, and then boom, we got the, the unification match. Yes, Roman Reigns, the Universal Champion, defeating Brock Lesnar, the WWE Champion, in a winner-take-all match for both belts. Uh, I seen it coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Roman Reigns is is. I've been saying of, that he's holding the title. No, not not only the poster boy. We know the poster boy, but. I think Roman Reigns is at that position where it's like he says he's he's in God mode. He's above, yeah. you know, your average and he's a heel. He's doing the Hulk he's Hulkamania heel. You know what I mean? Like it And he earned it. hundred percent. He went from being booed in every arena. He could not cut a promo if his life depended on it. John Cena teared him up in those promos. You know, he went he went from, you know, not doing good at all to where he is now all on his fucking own, so that says a lot. But I feel he's not losing the title until next year's WrestleMania. Nope, and I think it's going to be exactly like you called it, The Rock versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Um, I'm planning on, on being there in out in L.A. I want to, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of, I love that experience of, of WrestleMania and I've seen, you know, my, my, my friends that I do have in the business and putting their posts about, you know, when they were going out chilling and stuff. And I'm like, damn, like, that's my environment. That's where I got to be. So I, I'm planning on making the trip. I want to try, try to be at 40. No matter where 40 is, I want to try to be at 40, unless it's out of the country. Watch. WrestleMania is going to be done in one of these Saudi Arabia shows. Watch. It's going to happen. They're going to do it in Saudi Arabia. Guaranteed they're going to do a WrestleMania, two-night WrestleMania, in Saudi Arabia, eventually. Eventually, it's going to happen. The money they're making over there off of these crown jewels and stupid shows, WrestleMania, two nights over there? You don't think Vince would do it? I think Vince would do it. Well, what did you guys think of the finish of, of the match? Well, what surprised me is the fact that the match was only 12 minutes. I mean, uh, other than the fact that we all know we all know Brock does not like wrestling for very long, but I figure in the main event there would be an exception. But the fact that the match was like 12 minutes and 15 seconds. I turned to my wife right away. I said, I said, this match ain't going more. Right when the match was starting, I said, Vicky, this match ain't going more than 15 minutes. You know, I you know that when it comes to Brock Lesnar matches. He does not go 15, 20 minutes often. But. His matches get started with a bang right away. And, and you know, it's hard hitting right from the start to the end 
And I think that makes up for not having that long matches. That makes up for it being, you know, not a 30-minute match. You know, his matches start with him throwing people around all the, all the time. Those suplexes are no joke, man. You know, let, let Chris suplex like, like you like that, Bear Man. There's back-to-back Germans. One, two, three. You know, those are no joke. And to start off with that, the house of fire like that, that's insane. And then, you know, Brock Lesnar is landing on his neck with everyone, too. One, two. I mean, that hurts. That hurts. That ring is, that ring is wood, bro. <laughs> You so wrestle a hard, a hard hitting style, you know. So it's I, 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 when you I wrestle a style like that, you don't you go all out. You you don't you're not gonna get thirty minutes. I love the multiple finishes to beat him. You know, you know it. It was an awesome match. I think wasn't there two F fives also Roman Reigns took. I mean, it, it, that's how it's supposed. They're building these guys both in God mode, so that's how it felt. Right from the start, they were it felt exactly. Mode. It felt like two titans going at it. You know, they were beating the fuck at each other right from the start. You know, they hit each other with their finishes numerous times, getting up. They both are in god mode, and that's how this was booked. I didn't expect it to go more than fifteen, and went like twelve, thirteen minutes. You know, and it was a great match. It was. I I gotta say. Wherever they go with both of them, I don't know how much longer Brock has on his contract. But where it goes with both of them, we are yet to see. But I think Roman holds that title for a whole another no year. No doubt about that. I mean, at this point, I mean, right now we don't we don't even know who's good enough, who's the guy to take the belt off him anyway. What I think is going to happen is SmackDown is going to get the exclusive. This undisputed title is going to be exclusive. I think they're going to do a whole another title as well. I have a feeling. Roman Reigns is not going to be on both shows. When Roman Reigns went to go grab the ropes, Paul Heyman pushed the ropes to him. I like that little thing. I don't know if everyone else noticed that. But uh, he pushed the ropes to Roman Reigns to help him get the rope break. And that op- that uh, closing shot of uh, at WrestleMania with Roman Reigns holding both belts, that just says it all. Like Looking at that last closing shot, that says it all. Roman Reigns is the guy in... WWE. And that led us to Monday Night Raw the following night. Yes, the Raw after Mania, which usually is something you look forward to. But this this Raw after Mania didn't have that feel. It's it, it was very lackluster. Um we opened up with Cody we opened up with Cody's promo, which was really good. He explained everything and um it seems to be a little uh, bad blood between the Young Bucks and Cody Rhodes. Uh, there's definitely more to the story. Cody said he's not going to ever talk about what happened, which tells me like I like there's something that really went down personally between them for them to, to be like this salty. Yep. I think so, too. I think Tony Khan is involved in it, too. A hundred percent. It's it's definitely something more than just wrestling that went down. That promo, gentlemen, immediately after I saw that promo, you, you know what I felt I had to do? I actually went on YouTube and saw it because that promo just reminded me of Dusty Rhodes' promo back in the 80s about hard times. I mean, the fact that Cody brings up about that infamous, you know, supposed storyline, how his father, you know, when he challenged uh, superstar Billy Graham, I... I'm not sure what year it was, but it was you know it was before uh, 
It was before Vince took over. It was when his dad was still running the territory. Uh, he won the match by count out, and you know, and therefore, you know, didn't actually win the title. So, no, I get it because you know, dust that 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 promo by Dusty was him telling his story. This promo by Cody was Cody telling his story. So, you know, I get it. I see it. And of course, Seth Rollins came out, and then we saw that. But you know, I we saw the tweet that we know Seth Rollins had a tweet, and you know what that tweet said, right? Welcome back. So, you, so you know, you know what that's p- potentially indicating, gentlemen. That Seth Rollins is, it, it, it may be doing what soon? I mean, I'd imagine he's probably going to be turning face. I don't think so. I mean, he, he put a thing saying, welcome back. I mean, just like with nothing else, welcome back. So, I, I don't, I don't know. So. I don't think that means a face turn. Everything they post on Twitter doesn't mean something's going to happen in the ring. Back in 2014, I never expected Seth Rollins to be the one to turn on the shield. I really thought it would be Ambrose. Nah, yeah, I, I don't see that happening. Seth Rollins is one of their top heels right now. That that's not going to change. But I guess, but but the handshake obviously means that that the match was just one and done. Uh, no, I, I, there'll be another match, but we got to see where that goes with Cody Rhodes. I think he's going to be pushed right into the main event very quickly. But I think it's going to be another little match or two matches with with Seth Rollins before he gets pushed to Roman Reigns. No, it's not going to be right away. They're going to, it's going to be a couple of months before he gets the title shot. But, you know, besides that, I don't think Raw had too many, you know, memorable moments. You had Veer return. You had uh, Elias return as his younger brother. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the fact that it just cracks me up. <laughs> oh, right. my God. It is. It's kind of funny. From what I've read... You know, Creative had Elias shave off the beard. And when Vince found out, he wasn't happy with it. And and that's why he's been kept off TV for a little while. And I guess this storyline is all going to play off to him growing back the beard and Elias. We'll see. Never know. That's that's where it looks like it's going. From from what I've read, from Vince being mad that he wasn't told about Elias shaving off the beard. And it, it seems that that's what it is. And the only other big notable thing I, I think happened was having Braun Breaker win the NXT title on Raw. You know, I think that that was interesting. I, I, I gotta ask you, wouldn't it have been better if it happened at NXT Stand and Deliver? Yeah, it would have, but I, I, see, I see what they were doing, you know. They were just, you know, putting eyes on Braun Breaker. There are people that watch Raw and SmackDown that just do not watch NXT. You know, there are those people. And, you know, I think that's what that was. Braun Breaker got a lot more eyes on him than aren't watching on NXT. The other thing is also is MVP turned on uh, Bobby Lashley. Because I know you want to talk about that. Yes, yes. Which I felt should have happened at Mania. I agree. I really do. I felt almost his uh, undefeated speech should have ended. His push should have ended. I feel it would not have taken away from Bobby Lashley at all. Because, you know, MVP is the one causing, causing, costing him the match. So, I feel that's where it should have happened. I feel he should have stood undefeated. And uh, we saw, you know, uh, Queen Zelina and Carmella broke up. Finally. And, uh, we, and, and I'm sure you saw the news uh, about Carmella. I, I saw it today. Yep, she's getting married, so she'll be off the TV for a few weeks. Yeah, Raw wasn't as spectacular as I, I thought it would be. Like, last year's Raw after Mania was great. This year's wasn't that that you know eye popping. I mean, Rogers wasn't really was wasn't good. I mean, what else is there to say? 
Yeah, no, I mean, it was good. It had its moments. But also, you got to think, they, they've been up for three nights. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, morning to night. All right? They, they were exhausted by the time they got to Monday Night Raw. Every single person in that locker room was barely running on anything by the time they got to Raw. So I can see maybe that's why this war wasn't as big as, you know, we expect it to be. But you got to think these big WrestleManias are, are even though they're two-day WrestleManias, they're still a week long. So by the time they get to Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania, their eyes are all barely open. They're still human beings. They're still people. You know, they still need to sleep. But, you know, week-long WrestleManias, you know, that takes it away from us and from the superstars. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you are looking to follow me, you can find me on Twitter at Bearman of Texas. Just TX, no need to spell it out. If you'd like to check out my shows, you, the DM's open. Whatever show you want to listen, I will send you the link. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for listening to another episode of Wrestling with a Bear. I am sitting in a little bear, man. Chris motherfucking Rex. I am your host of all hosts, John Pun. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at John Pun, P-U-N-N. And what about you, Chris? Where can we find you? You can find me on all social media platforms at Rex Wrestles. That's R-E-X-W-R-E-S-T-L-E-S. Rex Wrestles. Hopefully you guys see me in the town near you. You can find Wrestling with a Bear on Facebook and Twitter at Rest with a Bear, W R E S with a Bear. Subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts and Paint Drain Pipe Bomb Productions on Spreaker. Don't forget you can purchase official Wrestling with a Bear merchandise at whatamaneuver.net.